to the IRIS, Dial Radio Reading Information Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. Welcome to the reading of the Council Buffalo Daily Norpel for February 22, 2023. I'm Kayla Perez from Drake University. Here is our first story. So the first story is Mother of Missing La Vista Boy Ryan Larson asked Judge to declare her son dead. So at the end of the day, this is what has come for the mother of La Vista boy Ryan Larson, who disappeared in 2022 or 2021 at the age of 11, asking a judge to declare her missing son dead. Tammy Larson, with two daughters sitting behind her and her two attorneys at her side, requested a declaration from Sabi County Judge Patricia Freeman Tuesday in the Spurs Sarpy Country Courtroom. The same son and brother that the Larson family has previously described as the kindest little boy, the son who Tammy has said was always looking for ways to help, whether it was arranging grocery carts in the parking lot or helping the school janitor. Tammy's attorney, Shane Conway and Michael Daffy of Omaha, told the judge that the ruling was needed so the family could hold accountable to those responsible for Ryan's disappearance. Ryan, who has multiple conditions that affected his cognitivity ability, disappeared after walking away from La Vista West Elementary School on May 17, 2021. The school district was aware of Ryan's limitations and his individual education plan noted that he had a tendency to wander off and to hide. His mother told the court Larson's attorney said her son walked out the front doors of the building in the middle of the day. Station of limitation for taking legal actions against the school district is two years, but the law typically requires a person be missing five years before they can be declared dead. The attorneys noted that the law and other court decisions allow for expectations. Annette Iman, spokeswoman for the Papillon La Vista School District, said the district will leave decisions about accountability up to the courts. A quote from her said, It is just a tragic situation. Our hearts break for the family, she said. Our focus and our priorities is taking, is trying to be a supportive for everyone who has gone through this tragic situation. Tammy told the judges that her son has been diagnosed with generalized epilepsy, Tourette syndrome, ADHD, and is on the autism spectrum. He isn't able to care for himself in such routine ways as tying his own shoes or prepping his own food. He also lacks impulsive control. While the La Vista Police Department considers the case active, the Larson family says communication with the department has dropped off significantly. At the request of La Vista Police Chief Bob Lawson, Larson and her attorneys agreed to drop this supponent request that he testify at the hearing. Friedman took the case under advisement. Following the hearing of one of Tammy's attorneys speaking on her behalf, said she still hoped her son was alive. This has been agonizing for the family, Daffy said. They are always hoping that Ryan will be found, that he will be safe. Another local news is the forecast winter weather advisory begins at noon Wednesday, which is today the 22. So a weather winter a winter weather advisory will be in effect for portions of the southwest Iowa and east central Nebraska from noon Wednesday to noon Thursday, according to the National Weather Services. Mixed predictions is expected. Rain is likely disaster with rain and freezing rain. Possibility mixed with snow happening tonight. Snow is likely early into the morning. Afternoon skies will be cloudy with a high near 35 and winds gusting as high as 29 mph. Tonight will be windy with gusts at 
high as 40 mph and a low around 11. Those traveling should plan on slippery road conditioning, which could impact the morning or evening commute, the weather service said. The forecast according to the weather service, today rainy likely before 1 p.m., the rain and sleet likely between 1 and 4 p.m., then rain likely after 4 p.m., cloudy with a high near 35, breezy with a northwest northeast wind 14 to 18 mph with a gust as high as 29 mph chances of a predicament is 70 percent little or no sleep accumulations expected for tonight the rain and freezing rain likely possibly mixed with snow before midnight then snow and freezing rain between midnight and 2 a.m then snow after 2 a.m low around two around 11. windy with a north wind to 10 to 15 mph becoming west northwest 23 to 28 after midnight winds could gust as high as 40 mph chances of predicament is 80 percent new snow accumulations of less than one inch possible now thursday partly sunny with a high near 18 windy with a northwest wind 24 to 29 decreasing to 17 to 22 mph in the afternoon winds could gust as high as 43 now thursday night partly cloudy with a low around one blustery with a north wind 10 to 18 with gusts as high as 28 mph Friday, a 20% chance of snow, mostly cloudy with a high near 21, north wind around 10 mph, becoming southwest in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 16. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 13, southeast wind 7 to 9, becoming south-southwest after midnight. Saturday, sunny with a high near 42, southwest wind 8 to 13 with gusts as high as 20. Saturday night partly cloudy with a low around 20 west southwest wind around 8 becoming north northwest after midnight. Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 44 northwest north northwest wind 9 to 13 becoming south southeast in the afternoon which could gust as high as 20. Sunday night, a chance of rain, partly cloudy with a low around 34, southeast wind around 11, with gusts as high as 17. Now Monday, a chance of rain, partly sunny with a high near 46, east wind to 11 to 17, becoming north-northwest in the afternoon, winds could gust as high as 25. Trauma bus training at Ginny canceled due to storm predicament, which was because of the weather, obviously. <laughs> the SIMIA trauma bus training schedule for Thursday, February 23 at Methodist Genie Edmondson Medical Plaza parking lot has been canceled because of the predicament's winter storm, according to an announcement by Methodist Health System. Methodist Health System and the University of Iowa SIM programming are working to reschedule the training. Louis Central High School Show Choir Sweeps Competition this year. Now, the Louis Central High School Varsity Show Choir Corporation on Saturday completed a three-peat as champion joining such elite teams as the Chicago Bulls 1991-93 through 93 and 1996-98, through 98, Houston Comets, WNBA four-peat, 
1997 through 2000, New York Yankees 1998 through 2000, Los Angeles Lakers 2000 through 2002, and Tampa Bay Lightning NHL 2002-2002. We had a really successful year on and off the stage, said Kevin Fowler, director. The students work hard all year, found success on the score sheets at the end of the year, but continue to push themselves to be better instead of getting cocky. And the community that supports us is in everything we do is on peril and so appreciated. Corporation did its three-peat in three weeks. The group was crowned grand champion on February 4th at the Northway Nexus, awarded for best vocal, best visuals, and best band for the group's all-student backup band. February 11 at the Hart- Harrisonville, Missouri Show Choir Interventional. Best vocal, best choreography, best band, best costume, and best crew, the dad pose. And Saturday at the Spirit Lake Shakes, the lakes competition, best vocal, best visuals, best band, best male solo, Ethan Forsman, social media superstar. It's been since 2004 since Corporation has won multiple grand champions in the same season, Paul said. Having Corporations with three grand championships with three sweeps, our band winning three best bands award and company winning their division three times has made this by far the most successful season in two decades for our program as a whole. Louis Central All-Female Choir, company director by Sam Schroeder, won the unisex division at each of the event and made the finals in Harrisonville, where they were the fourth runner-up. LCHS will host its own annual show choir competition, Clash of the Titans, on March 3-4 to 4 in the school news auditorium. At least 19 ensembles from 12 different schools are expected. Now the face of the day, Taffy the dog. Taffy the dog is sweet as candy and she's looking for a loving forever home. Taffy is a 10-month old female Labrador Retriever mix who is currently available for adoption at Midlands Humane Society, 1020 Railroad Ave. Shelter staff members say she is a happy girl who loves everyone she meets. She sometimes forgets her manners, but she is willing to learn with proper treat motivation. Her adoption fee is 250 which includes a microchip, age-appropriate vaccines, and altering. In other shelter news, Midlands and Leadership Council buff- Bluffs are teaming up to host Disc for Dogs, a disc golf fundraiser tournament, to benefit the shelter at Iowa Western Community College on May 6. The tournament begins at 9 a.m. and will take place at the Treasure Cove Disc Golf Course on campus. The fun and fundraising will continue the next weekend as Midland's annual gala will take place at the Mid-American America Center on May 12th. Registration and other information for both events can be found on the Midlands website. Council Bluffs Neighbors Obituaries for February 2022. Bristol Vesto, age 81, of Council Bluffs passed away on Saturday, February 18, 2023, at Omaha Selection Speciality Hospital. Hallison Storm Thomas, January 5th, 1927, February 18, 2023, born in Avacnab to Elmore and Vera Hellstorm. He married Dorothy Ann Hellstorm on June 20, June 12, 1940.
Copra Christine, July 28, 1925, February 16, 2023. Christine Dijervest, Copra passed away peacefully at home. Tracy Betty, Betty L. Tracy, age 85, a council of bluffs, passed away February 20, 2023 at Chai Mercy Hospital. Bradley Bob, Bob Orange Bradley, age 82, passed away peacefully surrounded by his family on February 14, 2023 in Omaha, Nebraska. Espinones Frank, Frank Espinones, age 93, of Clinton, Iowa, formerly from Council of Bluffs, passed away Wednesday, February 15, 2023. Hermesa Rita, Rita Jones, Leonhen, Leon and Hermanson, age 74, passed away on February 14, 2023. Jones Gerda, Gerda, Gerda Dean Jones, age 83, of Knoll, Iowa, passed away peacefully in his home on February 16, 2023. Messy Williams, William J. Bills Messy, age 81, of Crescent, Iowa, passed away February 16, 2023, at Inmoral Hospital in Omaha, Nebraska. Newly listed homes for sale in the Council Bluffs area. Two-bedroom home in Council Bluff for $161,000. Move-in ready home on West Side, two-bedroom on Main, one noon conforming bed in basement, 1.75 bathrooms. Partially finished basement, main floor laundry, one car garage with alley access and parking in the rear. Four bedroom home in Carter Lake, three hundred fifty five hundred thousand. Open house Sunday, February nineteenth, from one to two thirty. Check out this lakefront property in Carter Lake on a quiet, cold, de sauce. Enjoy the large open floor plan on the main floor with excellent na natural light kitchen has recently been refreshed with neutral finish and stainless steel appliances three bedroom and two bathrooms above grade new flooring on the main and second floor as well as new paint with a, a flat lot fire pit and direct lay access on a canal this house is perfect for summer entertaining extra tall ceilings a fourth bedroom and a three-fourths bath in the basement new furnace and washer and dryer stay Close location to airport in downtown Omaha, two-car garage, and plenty of space in this lovely Carter Lake home. Enjoy access to the lake right out your back door with no HOA and no convenience. Five-bedroom home in Council Bluffs for $307,000. This beautiful ranch is a must-see. With a fully finished basement, it offers five beds, three baths, and a three-car garage with a loft. Having a newly renovated kitchen and bath, this home is parked with updates. Featuring new granite countertops, new flooring and lighting throughout, fresh paint on the interior and exterior, a new concrete driveway, and much more. With a nicely landscaped yard and located just a couple blocks from Robert City Park, this makes for the perfect place to call home. Three bedroom homes in Pacific Junction, 400000 Dee Dee Oliver M. Dee Dee Oliver M. Her phone number is 402-208-6462. Um, D O 
doliver at pjmorgan.com. Open Saturday, open Saturday, February 18th from 10.30 to 12.30. Rare opportunity to own the perfect horse property just south of Omaha and Council Bluff on paved roads. 2.95 acres of flatland with pasture area and large outing building set up for horses or other animals of your choice. The house features three bedrooms, three baths, new flooring, and an open main floor. Newly refurnished walkout basement with bath bedroom bath and family room there is a large private patio with hot tubs and lots of yard space for your enjoyment nearby access to the public lake behind the property for fishing and recreation the possibilities are endless just move in and add your personal touches two-bedroom home in council plus 190,000. nicole riddle m phone number is 402-639-4850 and riddle at npdodge.com. Welcome home to this bright and fresh race ranch. This home rests on a quiet street nestled on a large lot with a flat backyard. Backing to trees featuring updates throughout including fresh paint and flooring, new lighting features, new front desk, new front deck, new gar garage doors on the attached two-car garage and remodel bathrooms with all new fixtures the kitchen has new countertops new lighting new cabinets and new appliances but the sunroom may just be your favorite room in the house with exquisite exquisite natural lights and great views of the front front and backyard also there is a fully finished basement with full baths and a laundry room with great counter space plus a new roof 2021 and a new furnace and air conditioner air conditioner 2022 Four bedroom homes in Carter Lake, $569,000. Shannon Sorensen's phone number 402-658-1461. SMWirts78 at gmail.com. Auspicious waterfront walkout walk ranch with so many extras and over 4,000 finished square feet. The home features four bedrooms, 3.5 bathrooms, two kitchens, theater room with a 4K projector and audio equipment, pool table, dartboard, air hockey table, Catalan luxury hot tub, and three jet sky drive on docks are all staying for the new owner to enjoy. You will also find features like motion sensor lights, under cabinet lighting, Bluetooth bathroom speaker, hard service countertops, a brand new 36 kitchen light, downdraft count cooktop, keyless entry doors, two fireplaces, custom cabinets, sprinkler system, and a heating, and a heated two-car garage. Bonus sellers have already paid for exterior paint and the buyers can choose the color. All measurements are appropriate and theater room furniture is negotiable and can be included. Four-bedroom home in Silver City, 775000 Emily Swinford, phone number 712-520-4237, emily.swinford at betterbluffs.com. This incredible county oasis pulls out all the stops. Hunt your own land, entertain your family and friends, ride four-wheelers, or just enjoy the view from the porch or down at the pond. 18 usable acres of gorgeous pasture land, pre-inspected. Pride of ownership privileges in this one-owner, two-story home, large living areas, main floor, master, and laundry.
Grantee counters and fully finished basement. 34 by 54 outbuildings with tons of storage and heat workshops located 20 minutes outside of the Omaha Metro. Two bedroom home in Council Bluff, 190,000. Welcome home to this bright and fresh Reese Ranch. This home rests on a quiet street nestled on the large lot with a flat backyard backing to streets, featuring updates throughout, including fresh paint and flooring, new lighting fixtures, new front deck, new garage doors on the attached two-car garage, and a remodeled bathroom with all new fixtures. The kitchen has new countertops, new lighting, new cabinets, and a new appliances about but the sunroom may just be your favorite room in the house with exquisite light natural lighting and great views of the front and backyard also there is a fully finished basement with full bathroom and laundry room with a great counter space plus a new roof 2021 and new furnace and air conditioner 2022 three bedroom home in council bluff 439,127 the Pearl by Richland Homes, the spacious two-story walkout home offers three bedroom plus convenient flex rooms, 2.5 baths, and a three-car garage. Kitchen features birch cabinets, um, countertops, LVP flooring, and functional drop zones off of, off of garage. Buy now and there is still time to pick out your own selections. Three bedroom homes and council bluffs, $249,900. Zero entry townhome with two bedrooms on the main floor, fireplace, main floor, laundry, and full finished basement. Lower levels has family room with full baths and egress windows uh, and could frame a door for a third bedroom. Anderson windows installed in 2020 with 20 year warranty. All appliances will remain. Associate fee is 150 month and covers snow removal, mowing, and sprinkler system maintenance. Hyvee suspended employee discounts citing significant displacement plans to revamp program. The Hyvee has suspended its employee discount program and plans to revamp it by mid-April after the company found cases of fraud and misuse. The program was originally launched in 2019 and allowed a Hyvee employee and one member of their household to buy store merchandise at a 10% off discount. The program was suspended Monday following allegations of fraud and abuse. In a press release Monday, Hyvee officials said there was a significant uptick with people using the discount even though they did not live in the same household or even the same city as the employee. The employee-owned company based in West Des Moines, Iowa added that there were other fraudulent practice and loopholes that were occurring within the program. The displacement found were significantly enough to signature a much broader issue that needed to be addressed immediately, the release stated. As reported by TV station KAAL in Rochester, Minnesota, Hyvee Exclusive Vice President Georgia Van Gandhi Gandhi, yeah, Gandhi noted some instances of fraud in a video sent to employee last Friday. Those include an employee having their fuel saver account used in five different states in one hour and another employee using their discount to make large purchases with the intention of reselling the items as profit. 
While the discount program is getting revamped, Hy-Vee noted the employees enjoy many other benefits, including free Hy-Vee plus premium memberships, weekly pay, and annual tuition assistance through Bevel University. There are 14 Hy-Vee locations in the Omaha Council Bluffs metropolis area. Where catching a trophy fish is all but guaranteed. One of the best keep secrets in the world of trophy fishing is the lake in the woods in northern Minnesota on the Canadian border. But fishermen in the known and their families and friends travel from all over to stay at Barvelt Resort and be taken onto, out onto a body of water that is itself a trophy. A fishing paradise year-round. Lake of the Woods is 90 miles long and its shoreline extends to the Canadian coast of Ontario and Minnesota. No doubt it takes a lake this size for the real weary of a luxury fishing vacation at Voldemort Resort, Lake of the w- Woods in the Valley, Valley, capital of the world, home to be a state 10 million fish in the Minnesota side of the lake that are highly prized by anglers and their size, beauty, and dedication favors. Here, Trophy Whale grows to 30 inches with an average weight of 10 pounds. That lake, it also fills with monster musky explosive small small mouth base and wicked northern pile dive fishing tours for the catch of a lifetime Boulevard resort makes vacation planning easy the they have lodge fishing and meal packages to choose from that are perfectly for families with fr- kids friends reunions and corporation trips duck slips are available to rent if they if you like to bring your own boat the mystique of trying to catch a 10 pound trophy Wally drives guests to come back here year after year, said Gary Moeller, managing partner of Ballard Resort. They know that when they come to the Lake of the Woods, they have a legitimate shot at catching the fish of a lifetime. It's the one, Moeller adds. They didn't give a getaway. Ballard Resort, which has been in operation since 1961, had 30 guest cabinets. Family-sized cabinet combination of six guests, plus there is a main lodge restaurant and bar on the Minnesota side of the lake. An additional five cabin in a smaller lodge, Ballward Black Island, is located on the Canadian side. From mid-May to mid-October, Ballward license guidelines take guests out aboard 27-foot Carter boat outfitted with medium action rods and state-of-the-art gear specifically made for Wally fishing. During the ice fishing season, which typically runs from mid-December to mid-March, a fleet of restored bombardier snow buses shuttle guests to fit the ice fishing stacks on the lake. When they set the hook on 10-pound Wally, you're going to know it's in Muller, and you're going to get some fight. Wallers over 19 inch long are released after being measured and photographed on the Canadian side. It's 18 inches to preserve the trophy fish population. Customized replicas of trophy catch can be made from photographs that the resort takes for guests. Smaller fish, as many as four wallies and two sodgers, a wally cousin, can be kept for eating. Resort staff is available to clean the catch onshore. Wallies are arguable one of the finest eating fish, Muller says. To have the fish you just caught cleaned and prepped for a traditional shore lunch or dinner in the lodge is something that each of, of our guests really look forward to. To book a fishing vacation at Boulevard Resort or for more information, visit the theboulevardresort.com. You're listening to the Council of Bluffs Daily Naparal for... February 22 of 2023 on IRIS, the Iowa Radio 
reading information service for the blind and print handicap in Des Moines. I'm Kayla Prasarama from Drake University, IRIS. Volunteers love to hear from listeners. If you have any comments or questions about this or any IRIS program, please call toll-free from anywhere in Iowa at 877-404-4747. We're going to be reading obituaries now. Um, Bestine Brissino Obituary. Age 81 of Council Bluffs passed away on Saturday, February 18, 2023 at Omaha Section Speciality Hospital. Vestantine was born on April 21, 1941 in Laredo, Mexico to the late Adrian and Safirin Benavides Bristol. Vestantine was self-employed in roofing and tree services. Vestantine served his country in the U.S. Army during the Vietnam era. Vestantine married Clara Hogan on March 20, 1972 in Counselor's Bluff. Vestantine was a member of Corporation Christine Queen of Apostrophe Church. Vestantine enjoyed boxing and volunteering, coaching boxing his entire life. Vestantine was preceded in death by two sons, Joseph and James Aparo, daughter Mary Ellen Brissom, brother Adrian Brissino, uncle Bernie Benvides, survivors including his wife Clara Brissino, children John and Kelly Aparo, Joyce Aparo, Clara and Richie Hobbs, Lovin and James Brasira, Vestantine and Clara Brasira, Kelly Brasino and Joe McKinney, daughter-in-law Vicky Apparel, 17 grandchildren, 18 grand great-grandchildren, one great-great-granddaughter, one brother, six sister, aunt Paula Benvidas, nieces and nephews and other relatives, visitation with the family on Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Mirha Funeral Homes. Funeral services on Friday at 10.30 a.m. at the funeral home Burrow in Richwood Cemetery. Cemetery. Family will direct memorials. I know I should have said this earlier. I'm so sorry that I mispronounced a lot of names. Thomas Hallstorm. So Thomas Hallstorm obituary January 5th, 1927 through February 18, 2023. Born in Avca, Nebraska to Elmore and Vera Hallstorm. He married Dorothy and Maynard Hellstorm on June 12, 1949, proceed in death by parents Elmore and Vera Hellstorm, sister and brother-in-law Corney and Joe Case, brother and sister-in-law Bob and Ethel Hellstorm, Jack and Nancy Hellstorm, granddaughter Michelle Avench, survived by son Thomas Cecilia Hellstorm, Jr. of Council Bluffs, daughter Susan Rodney Avalanche of Omaha, Nebraska, granddaughter Michelle Avalanche Tigena, grandson Jordy Amy Avanche, great granddaughters Abigail Kelly and Bailey Tigena, Nora Lind Avalanche, many loving nephews, nieces, and dear friends. Memorial service Friday, February 21st, 24th te- at 10.30 a.m. at West Central Chapel with visitations from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Private interment in Louis of Flowers. Memorials are appreciated to the Nebraska Educational Public Television Station for the Dr. Tom and Dorothy 
athletic foundation created by son Thomas Jr. many years ago in dedication to the perspective television of the boys and girls of the girls and boys state ba- basketball tournament championship. To view a live broadcast in the memorial service, please visit www.heffyheffy.com and press the view live cast button on the top home page. Christina Copra Obituary July 28, 1925 through February 16, 2023 Christina de Copra passed peacefully at home Christina is preceded in death by her husband Bill sons Bill, Kent, and Richard She is survived by her daughter Sue Crumb Bob of Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska daughter-in-law Ellen Copra six grandchildren Ten great grandchildren and four great great grandchildren. Care support Greg and Devin Copra. Memorials to the food bank. Remember the laughter. Visitation six to eight p.m. February, Friday, February twenty-four, two thousand twenty-three, at Holy Kilsnick fu- Funeral Homes, twelve twenty-one North Sixteenth Street, Council Bluffs. Tracy Betty Obituary. Betty L. Tracy, age 85 of Council Bluffs, passed away February 20, 2023 at CH Chai Mercy Hospital. Betty was born May 13, 1937 in Council Bluff to the late Williams Bill and Airline Hughes Williams. She graduated from Thomas Jefferson High School in 1955 and attended IWCC. Betty worked at Mitchell of Omaha for 40 years. She was avid gardener and volunteer at Bethany Lutheran Home for many years. Betty enjoyed her many friendships, the casinos, concerts, and events. She had a great zest for life. In addition to her parents, Betty was preceded in death by her brother Bill Williams. Betty is survived by her daughter Joni Doreen of Council Bluffs, son Sean Tracy of Denver, Colorado, three grandchildren, Samantha, Sabrina, and Dominique, two great-grandchildren, Sadie and Piper, three sisters, Joey, Joey, Joe Course, Mary DeRuz, and Sharon Trackers, three brothers, Jerry Swade Williams, Don Williams, and Monette Williams, nieces and nephews, funeral services, Thursday, 11 a.m. at Curter O'Nally, Meyer Wood Drilling Bayless Park Chapel. Intermediate Cedar Law Cemetery with the launch following at Boxer Barbecue. Visitation with the family one hour prior to the service on Thursday at the funeral home. Memorial contributions are suggested to Lawrence Garden in Omaha, Nebraska. Bob Orange Bradley, age 82, passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family on February 14, 2023 in Omaha, Nebraska. Bob was born on June 22, 1940 in the rural part of Arlington, Iowa to the late Frank E. and Eva M. Sherrock Bradley. He was the ninth child of 11 siblings. Bob was preceded in death by his wife, Peggy, parents Frank and Eva, his siblings, Carl, Ira, Lester, Vern, Dorney, Luella, and Zella. Bob will be loved and dearly missed by surviving children Bobby, Kyle, Van Brunt of Bennington, Nebraska, Mark, Becky, Bradley of Council Bluffs, three stepchildren James, Melanie, Bratmillet of Albertron, 
Junction, Arizona, Jeff Carl Bratman of Round Rock, Texas, and Cherry Rush Alvin of Omaha. His beloved dog, Jeannie, siblings, Lloyd Janet Bradley of Green, Iowa, Jean Lynn Bradley of East Pa, and Janie Dave Davis of Crest, Iowa. His 14 grandchildren, 12 great-grandchildren, nieces, and nephews' memorial visitation will be held Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, Colder O'Nally, Mayor Woodrill and Bliss Park Chapel. No funeral services, family gravesite only. Bob, along with his wife, Peggy, will be forever in our hearts and laid to rest at the Crescent, Iowa Cemetery. Frank Espionce, age 93, of Clinton, Iowa, formerly from Council Bluffs, passed away Wednesday, February 15, 2023, at Eagle Point Nursing and Re- Rehabilitation Center. Frank, one of 14 children, was born on December 3, 1929, in Council Bluffs, to Bernardo Ben and Catherine Reeser Espionage. He graduated from Abraham Lincoln High School in the Council Bluffs. He served with the U.S. Navy during the Korean War from 1953 through 1958, five years. He was an electrician third class on the USS Los Angeles CA-135, a cruiser. The ship survived two separation hits in March and April of 1953 with 18 casualties. All survived, survived and made full recoveries. Frank Mary Louisa Meredith in 1958. A son, Stephen, was born from this union. The marriage ended. He la- later married Janet Jane Gersoni, originally from Clinton, on July 7, 1979, in Council Bluffs in 1985. They moved to Forsyth. He and Jan were members of the telephone Pioneers of America friend and Friends of Lake Tanicum in Bradley. He also volunteered at the Branson Ch- Chaplain Chamber of Commerce for over f- four years. Franklin enjoyed going to the USS LA reunions, which were held in different cities every four years, even hosting one in Branson in 2003 and served as president 2004 through 2006. He enjoyed playing cards, fishing, gardening, and putting around in the garage. And puttering around in the garage. He was a bricklayer uh, for 36 years and building fireplaces was his favorite said. It was like putting puzzles together. Last last year, he received a bricklayer award for being a member of BAC, International Union of Bricklayers and Allied Craft Workers, for 60 years. In 2013, they moved to Clinton, Jan's hometown, to spend their retirement years. In 2015, one of the highlights of his life was the Honor Guard flight to Washington, D.C., accompanied by his guide, Chris Gingland from Savannah. Made many new friends, loved to travel, he enjoyed life and all it had to offer. He was just a fun-loving guy. He was preceded in death by his parents, six sisters, baby Helen, Margaret, Judkins, Lucia Ellerbeck, Mary MacDonald, Dorothy Hample, and Marsh Lee, two and a half years old. Five brothers, John, Fred, Robert, George, and Joseph, Joe. Frank is survived by his wife, Jan, his son, Stephen, of San Diego, California, a brother, James, of Laguna Woods, California, a sister, Helen Sue, of Council Bluff, and many nieces and nephews.
Visitations will be Friday, February 24th from 4 to 7 at the Pape Funeral Home. Funeral services will be held at 10.30 a.m. Saturday, February 25th, also at the Funeral Home. Cremation rites will follow the service. A luncheon will follow. Bro will be at the Rock Island, Arizona at the later date. Donations can be made to Eagle Point Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Clinton or host in Davenport, Iowa. Our thanks to everyone at the Eagle Point Center on Health. Online condolences may be left at www.papefh.com. Pape Funeral Homes 2308, Pershing, Belvalong, Clinton, Iowa. Rita Joan Hermeson, age 74, passed away on February 14, 2023. Miss Hermeson was born in Council Bluffs on February 4, 1949. She graduated from St. Al Albert High School in Council Bluffs and the University of Nebraska in Omaha. Rita was a member of St. Robert Bellamere Church. She was involved in many charities and community organizations. She enjoyed traveling, spending winters in Florida, and spending time with family. She is preceded in death by her parents, Joan and Joanne Leon Leonhan, brother William, daughter-in-law Alicia Hermanson. Rita is survived by her loving husband, Roger, children Leah, Scott, Olson, Matthew, Susan, and Ryan. Yeah, and Ryan. Brother Matthew, Chris. Christy Leon of Council Bluffs, eight grandchildren. Visitations Tuesday, February 21st, 6 p.m., followed by Vineyard at 7.30 p.m. Massa Christian Borough, Wednesday, February 22 at 10 a.m. All at St. Bellamere Catholic Church, 11802 Pacific St. Interment Resurrection Cemetery in Lewis of Flowers. Memorials are suggested to the Father... Sheen Education and Monument, 11802 Pacific St. Omaha, Nebraska, or Essential Pregnancy Services, 3171 North 93rd Street, Omaha, Nebraska. Geraldine Jones, 83, of Newell, Iowa, passed away peacefully in his home on February 16, 2023. Gerald, also known as Jerry, was born on December 18, 1993. 1939 to Vern and Dessa Jones of Allen, Nebraska. Gerald attended Allen High School and had many treasured lifelong friendships with the class of 1959. Gerald and his family were members of the Spring Bank, Spring Bank Friends Church in Allen. He began work at Western Electric, Electric in Omaha, Nebraska in the summer of 1959 as a tool in dye market until his retirement 42 years later. Preceding him in death were his parents, Ron and Dessa Jones, and his siblings, Ma Myra, Majority Ramosa, Wayne and Robert, Jerome. Jerome is survived by his wife, Ellen, daughters, Tira Soap Chris of Capocora and Kelly Shinagas Greg of Noan. Sons Gregory Jones of Pablo, Colorado and Kevin Jones Spring of Colorado Springs. Grandchildren Tara Soap Scott, Morgan Trim Chris, Gregory Les 
Nelson, Bethany McKinley, Alan Jacobs, Madeline Jones, Garrett Jones, great-grandchildren, Titanium Scope Cope, Channeling Silk Cope, Carison Trim, Carmen Trim, Aubrey Nelson, Oliver Nelson, and a famous baby, Lawson Allen. He was also blessed with step step grandchildren, Lena, Sudan, Rob, and their girls, Sydney and Zoe, and Bryant, Shingrass, Kylie. Grinnell is also survived by brothers and sisters-in-law, Lamaha Hart, Rosie Joyce Hatcher, James Hart, Nora, Aubrey Hart, Janet, Carl Hart, Sheila, Connie McCulloch, Rainer Hart, Barbara, Mary Jones, and Mary Jones. Gerald was also blessed with many nieces, nephews, cousins, and lifelong friends. Visitations will be at the Hoy Kilsenoke home funeral home thursday tuesday february 21st from 5 to 7 p.m funeral services will be held at hoyt Kilnsnook funeral homes in council bluff on wednesday february 22 at 11 a.m interments will be held at the noel cemetery in lewis of flowers the family suggests memorial contribution to noel fire and rescue and last is william J. Bill Messy, age 81, of Christen, Iowa, passed away February 16, 2023, at in Mural Hospital in Omaha, Nebraska. Bill was born September 7, 1941, in Remison, Iowa, to the late Ray and Catherine Nillies Messy. He married Marie, Maria Van Mervin on July 13. 1961 in St. Joseph Catholic Church, Greenvale, Iowa. They were blessed with two children, Lori and Troy. Bill owned and operated Messy Tools Company, where he designed and manufactured tools since 1967. He was a member of Mary Immaculate Catholic Church in Omaha. In addition to his parents, Bill was preceded in death by his wife, Marina Messy, in 2021, brothers Bob and Ron Messy. Bill is survived by his daughter, Lorraine, Tony, Erican, son, Troy, Messi, all of Crescent. Four grandchildren, four great-grandchildren, sister, Mary Kube of Omaha, brothers, Ken, Susie, Messi of Council Bluffs, Tommy, Messi of Crescent, many nieces and nephews, recitation of the Rosary Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Calder O'Neill, Mary Woodruff Bayless Park Chapel, Matt Massa Christian Burrell, Thursday 10 a.m. at Mary Immaculate Catholic Church, 7745 Military Ave, Omaha, Intermented St. Bridge Cemetery, Honey Creek, Iowa. A lunch will follow at the Randy, Rand Community Center in Missouri Valley, Iowa. The family will direct memorial contributions. Now time for sports. The boys' basketball Vikings one game away from state after defeating Bulldogs. Class 2A number 7 AHSTW is now one win away from earning their first ever trip to the boys' basketball state tournament after defeating the Van 
meter Bulldogs 64-49 at West Central Valley High School on Tuesday night. The Vikings never trailed as they scored the first five points of the game, though they only led by four points to the start of the second quarter. The Vikings went on a 10-2 run to pull ahead by double digits. The Vikings maintained their distance from the Bulldogs as Van Meter was unable to trim. AHSTW's lead below 11 points throughout the second half. The Vikings will never prep for their second straight substance final game with this win. Brandon Lund posted 20 points in the win as he eclipsed 1,500 career points with the Vikings. Kyle Sternbacher added another 14, and Nick Denning and Ryan Wedemir each scored 10. AHSTW will face Des Moines Christian in the Class 2A Substance 7 Final Saturday at 7 p.m. in a neutral site game at ADM High School. The winner goes to state tournament. Texas Tech continues late season surge with win at o- Oklahoma. Far- Fandron's Ekwin scored 19 points and grabbed 10 rebounds Tuesday night as Texas Tech continued its late season surge with a 74-63 Big 12 Conference win over Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma. The Red Riders 16-12, 5-10 won their fourth straight game, connecting to connecting on 61.7% of their field goal attempts and dominating the glass 38-22 to make up for 16 turnovers. Jalen Tyson added 18 points while Kevin Obinar and Pop Asak each tally 11. Tanner Governor scored 16 points to pace the Sooners 13-15, 3-12, who will probably need to win the rest of their regular season games and win at least once in the Big 12 tourney to have any shot at, the, at an NCAA tournament at large bid. Jalen Hill added 14, while Grant Shearfield and Malloy's Yuzan hit for 10 points apiece. Poor shooting hurt Oklahoma. The Sooners made only 35.6% of their shots from the field, with Shearfield its leading score at nearly 17 points per game, connecting on just 3 of 13. The Sooners tried to rely on 3-point shooting, but only made 9 of 33 for deep including 4 of 18 in the second half. Texas Tech also earned a 40 to 24 advantage in points in the paint. The die for this was casted on each team's opening possession. Oklahoma missed a layup and a three-pointer while Texas Tech followed with the first of its 13 first half turnover when the Red Raiders shot the baseball good things happened. They connected on 13 of 20 attempts from the field in the first half, including 4 of 6 from the three-point line. Um, Meek continued his recent surge with 10 points on 5 of 6 shooting, but Oklahoma was able to hang in there simply because it took so many more shots. The Sooners tried 11 more shots from the field because they committed just 3 turnovers. If Oklahoma had managed more than 10 points of all Texas Tech miscues, the Sooners would have led at halftime. Instead, the Red Raiders took a 
to 31, edge to break after a Tyson jump jumper at 106 mark. Police Alabama's Brandon Miller bought ex-teammate's gun before shooting. Alabama star freshman Brandon Miller bought his former teammate's Therese Miles, the gun that Miles allegedly used in a fatal shot last month. Police in Tuscaloosa testified on Tuesday. Miller, projected to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft this June, is not facing any criminal charges. Miles and another man, Michael Davis, were charged with capital murder in the death of James Harrison on January 15. AL.com reported Tuesday that in the preliminary hearing, police said Miles texted Miller asking him to bring Miles' gun to where they were. When My- Miller arrived, Miles told Davis the heat is in the hat. According to Detective Brandon Culpeer, where meaning a gun was present. <clears throat> Miles and da- Davis were in the backseat of Miller's car when the gun was exchanged, and Miller's car windshield was hit twice by gunshots during the shooting, according to testimony. Culpepper testified that Harrison's boyfriend, Cedric Johnson, shot back and struck Davis' shoulder. Miles and Davis are facing capital murder charges because Harrison's death involved shots fired into a vehicle. As for Miller, Tulsa Chief Deputy DA Paula Whitley told AL.com that by law there is nothing we can charge him with. Jaden Bradley, another Alabama player was at the scene of the shooting. Police testified he was not he has not been charged with any crimes. Alabama removed Miles from the team in January following the charge. The athletic department released a statement at the time saying it was fully co- cooperating with this investigation. Crimson Tide coach Nate Oates faced questions about the new revelations on Tuesday afternoon and said we kn- knew about Mile- Miller's involvement. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice, Oates said. Nobody knew that the that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. Oates later issued a statement to clarify what he said, what he called his unfortunate remarks, acknowledgement that his earlier comments came across poorly. We were informed by law enforcement of other students athletes being in the and law enforcement has repeatedly told us that no other student athletes were suspected. They were witnesses only, Oates said in his statement. Our understanding is that they all have been fully truthful and co- corporative. In no way did I attempt to downplay the series of this situation or the tragedy of the night. My peers continue to go out to Jay- Jamie Harrison family. Alabama, currently ranked number two in the co- country, has been at number one this season and owes much of its success to Miller, the SCC's leading score at 19.7 points per game. Miles and Davis' attorney request the men be released on bond and claim the shot in self-defense. The judge has yet to rule on whether to set bail. And that brings us to the end of Tuesday of today's reading for the Council of Bluffs Daily Nopral for February 22, 2023. No, no Parel can be heard each week at 3 p.m. IRIS volunteers love to hear from listeners. If you have any comments or questions about today's broadcast or any IRIS program, please call toll-free from anywhere in Iowa at 
4747. I'm Kayla Press Ronald from Drake University in Des Moines. Thank you for listening.